Players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. Sonic Realms presents Starfinder Dawn of Flame. A six-part series of interconnected adventure paths from Paizo Incorporated that comprise a fully developed campaign of sweeping scale and epic challenges. Volume 13, Part 1, Firestarters. A light freighter ends its three-day voyage and begins its docking sequence with the far portal station in the deep reaches of space. A human, an android, and a Shirin sit at the small bridge and operate the controls with practiced orchestration. Zildjian's, a gender-neutral insectoid Shirin, looks up at a monitor. The movement slightly shifts the colors of their carapace from light brown to green. Looks good. Coming in smoothly. The android, Flicker 81, a tall and thin patchwork of spare parts, grabs a lever and pulls it down. Reduce engine power in rear. Coden, a gaunt-looking human wearing slim-fitted black clothing, jerks his head to the side to move some oily black hairs that have escaped his bun. All right, uh, engaging docking mechanism now. And that will do it. 100% success rate. This pleases me greatly. The three make final adjustments, then stand up and move towards the door to the main deck where 12 scientists wait to disembark. A few scientists look up at the three as they enter the cramped room, while most eagerly keep their eyes on the docking bay door. It's been an uncomfortable three days in the sparsely furnished ship. Upon delivery of the scientists to the station, their side gig will be completed. So I turn over to some of the scientists who uh, start grabbing the things. All right, well, looks like we're here, boys. Uh, it's been nice transporting y'all. Now get off our ship. Coden inputs a command on a grimy keypad and the door opens, revealing a narrow airlock passageway to the station. As the scientists begin to slowly shuffle through. Hey, Coden. A female passenger motions to Coden to join her away from the crowd. He walks over. Maybe I've been cooped up inside of space stations and research ships for too long. But after last night... She slips a data chip into his hand, then runs her hand over his scarred cheek. Contact me anytime you're in this sector. Coden slips the data chip into one of the many pockets within his black jacket. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe if you're lucky. I'll roll the dice. She smiles, then walks away towards the airlock. The portly scientist politely stops to let her pass, then continues on to talk to Flicker 81. Hey, uh, Flicker uh, 81. Listen, uh, I, I don't have much experience with uh, androids that were made by other androids. I don't know if thanking you is uh, necessary or if that's offensive to say or... Well, for what it's worth, thanks for showing me that UPV circuit modulating capacitor trick. It's quite a brilliant workaround. Dr. Cassius, it is my pleasure to have assisted you on your research. If you need any... Hey, thanks again. I gotta go. He slaps Flicker 81's shoulder and moves towards the airlock. The last of the scientists pass by Zildjian's, who is looming in the corner of the room. 
They interacted minimally with the passengers throughout the trip. Enjoy your experiences. Coden leans around a corner to make sure there aren't any scientists aboard, then walks through the door with Flicker 81 and Zildjian's. The airlock opens up into a large receiving bay filled with steel cargo boxes and research equipment in various states of assembly. A gray-haired man wearing a navy blue uniform with a silver trim approaches and reaches out for a handshake. Hi, my name's Carlin. I'm in charge of staff and personnel. Looks like they're all here and accounted for. Thanks for transporting our contingent. I hope they didn't talk your ears off. We, uh, we don't get out of the station very often. Yeah, we could tell. We learned from each other. Carlin motions to a service elevator and begins walking towards it. Coden, Flicker 81, and Zildjian's follow him inside. All right, well, feel free to walk around. We don't have any sensitive experiments underway at the moment. I imagine a change in scenery may be nice for you, though most monitors on the station are watching the sun and the portal. Uh, it has been a bit of a, a long journey, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask when we'll be receiving our payment. Carlin looks confused. Uh, I think my contact said you were paid up front. I can double check to see if I'm in error. Yeah, make sure that you do, just to be safe. Coden winks at Zildjian's and Flicker 81 as the elevator door opens to a massive, slightly recessed semicircle room filled with desks and monitors, all angled towards a towering screen with video feeds of a shimmering, slowly rotating portal near the sun. Within the tall screen are several information windows spewing the latest data readouts. Several scientists look up from their work at the three new people aboard. Okay, I'll go make a call to double check on the funds. This is the main observation and research deck. Feel free to walk about. You can talk to anyone you want. You'll probably not be interrupting anything important, though <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they come to you first. Anyways, I'll find you once I've spoken to my contact. Carlin walks away. Zildjian's watches him go, then turns to Coden. Actually, Coden, we were paid up front. That is correct, Coden. We received full funds at the beginning of the trip. We have been paid in full. You mentioned that you were happy with the amount. I myself have received full compensation for my work. Coden, have you not received your funds yet? <sighs> you two with no fun. I'd like to think I have fun. A bulky robot with treaded wheels pulls up to Flicker 81 and stops. Request data transfer. A small, thin probe extends from one of its ports. I am Flicker 81. Yes, you may immediately interface with me and transfer all of your data. Flicker 81 hovers the palm of his hand close to the instrument. A compartment in his wrist opens up slightly, and small tendrils extend to the robot's probe. Flicker 81 and the robot immediately share recent memories. This particular robot came aboard two years ago to assist with routine maintenance. Rapidly sorting through the collected data, Flicker 81 sees that nothing eventful ever seems to happen here. An awkward-looking scientist timidly walks up to Coden. Oh, wow! You look like you've seen a lot of the galaxy. He gestures towards Coden's sidearm. So, is that an azimuth laser pistol? Mmm, Corona? The scientist extends his index finger and thumb in a gun shape and starts stabbing the air. May I ask you if you've ever had to waste someone with it, you know, 
cap him? Cap him down? Sure, you can ask, but I'd rather not tell you. Trade secrets and all, you know. Oh. <laughs> okay. As soon as the awkward scientist leaves, another approaches Zildjian's. You must be a Sheeran, yes? Wow, I've never met a Sheeran before. I understand you have a second set of arms. Would it be offensive to ask to see them? I'm glad to have been the first Sheeran you've met. I do have a second set of arms. It is highly offensive for you to see them. I myself am not offended by your question. Oh, uh, I'm... I'm so sorry. So I can't see them? You cannot. Sorry, sorry. I lean forward to the scientist. Yeah, I tried that one too. Didn't go so well. The scientist blushes, then abruptly turns around and walks away. A few more scientists have gotten up from their workstations and curiously approach. Coden, Flicker81, and Zildjian's read the room and see that they may be the most interesting and novel things to have happened aboard the space station in a long time. They begin to back away towards the elevator. The scientists quickly look up at the lights, which have instantly dimmed, making all of the floating monitors and screens appear to glow brighter by contrast. They all then run back to their workstations. Emergency procedure is activated. Please remain calm. A reinforced door slides down over the elevator door. Escape route to the ship has been cut off. I knew this was too good to be true. Ugh. All of the ceiling and wall lights shift and pulse a soft red. A multitude of screens flicker to a view of the portal near the sun. New data feeds are now rapidly displaying information about the portal, which looks like it's shimmering faster now. When the shimmer appears to undulate so quickly it blurs, it turns a crimson red, followed immediately by something emerging from within. As the object makes its way through, it appears to be a foreign-looking spacefaring ship unlike anything anyone has ever seen. Its peculiar hull looks composed of obsidian and polished brass. Multicolored gases and smoke trail behind it as it fully escapes the portal. Once through, the readouts begin to steady and appear as they did when they first entered the room. This is amazing. I wonder what it is. Sparks and electrical arcs jump from what look like cracked and damaged areas. The vessel is spinning slowly and doesn't appear to have control, though it's difficult to guess where the front of the ship may be. I gestured to one of the scientists standing near me. Uh, is that supposed to mean something specific, or am I missing something really obvious? Nothing's ever come through the portal before. Ever! Oh. Cool. Zildjian's leans in over a sitting scientist and observes the monitor. Is what we are looking at harmful? I don't know. I don't know. Please, I have to focus on this. Zildjian's stands up straight, clasps her hands behind her back, and gazes at the enormous screen in the middle of the room. What a time to have arrived. As the scientists begin to bustle about and run from workstation to workstation, the portal begins to rapidly undulate again. Readouts once again pop up in a collage of monochromatic colors. I think, I think something else is about to come through. Something much larger. Be careful, hold on to something. A black, organic-looking shape begins to emerge from the portal as the sun glows in the distance. As it continues to slowly emerge, black metal augmentations become visible on the massive being's hide, some of which are larger than the ship it's apparently pursuing. The creature, now halfway through the portal, dwarfs the damaged ship in front of it. 
It has a long, cylindrical body which has begun to taper towards the rear, with four straight-looking flippers protruding out of its front sides like fleshy, upside-down dragonfly wings. The taper at the rear expands outward as it finishes emerging from the portal, revealing a flat, Y-shaped tail. Once it's through, a pillar of bright orange magma erupts from the top of its head, curving and spreading out into space. Oh, my Bismarck's breath, what is that thing? My god, it's... it's a... a fire whale. Yes, a fire whale. But it appears to have technological augmentations. I've... I've never seen anything like this. The whale bears on the small ship in front of it and opens its maw which is glowing orange from within. Fire and electromagnetic plasma arcs blast outward from its mouth through half a kilometer of space. The alien ship tries one last desperate maneuver, quickly altering its direction. But the blast still manages to strike its target, knocking spinning chunks of glowing rock and debris free from the exotic ship's cracked and damaged hull. The ship is stopped sparking and appears to be totally adrift. The fire whale is rapidly closing in on its prey. Zildjian's psychically attuned antenna quiver and contort, forcing Zildjian's to catch themselves in the scientist's chair in front of them. Am I the only one who just felt that? What, you mean seeing the giant fire whale come and crash into the ship? Uh, nope. I see the whale. I am not speaking of the whale. Okay, I know you're not speaking of the whale, but do you see the whale? I sensed a quick disturbance. Did you feel the quake? Uh, nope, just looking at a giant fire whale. I've never witnessed anything so... so... I have no words. I feel agitated and nervous. A psychic shift. Coden turns to Zildjian's with a raised eyebrow. Did you want to elaborate on that, or just remain mysterious as usual? An officer wearing a dark brown uniform with an orange trim pushes through the mass of panicking scientists and up to the party of three. I'm Station Master Jory Kimasan Kafa of Klan. You just got here, yes? That ship is the first thing to ever pass through the portal from the plane of fire. It has immense scientific value, and that beast is about to incinerate it. We only have access to scientific probes and shuttles. Your ship is the only thing here that can handle it. Please, can you deliver the ship to the station? Do whatever you need to do to the fire whale, but please, try to keep that ship intact at all costs. This could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The risk factor of success is only 63%. I'd like to check out what's going on on that ship. You see that there's a giant fire whale behind it, right? I see the fire whale. Something seems off about this ship. And you still want to get on? I do. Ugh. I am concerned about our success rate. What do you think, Coden? I suppose I could be persuaded to help out. I look to my left and to my right. You got any credits? Yes, yes, 500 credits and 500 UPBs. It's not a bad price. Coden, we should go. I feel we should go. Well, if uh, if they say we should, then I guess I reach my hand out. We should get on it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll have to talk about the credits again after we deal with your giant space whale. Station Master Jory fingers fly over the recessed keypad near the door. Moments later, the blast door slides up and the elevator opens. They step inside and turn around 
to see Joy run back to the fray as the elevator door slides closed. Flicker 81 turns to look at Cody. I am worried that our speed and weapons will not be able to... Hey, I place a hand on Flicker's shoulder. It's like we organics always say, nothing ventured, nothing gained. This is a truism. The elevator opens. Flicker 81 and Zildjian's run through the ship's airlock while Coden briskly walks behind them. What the hell is a truism? He jogs into the ship and enters the bridge as the doors close behind him. Flicker 81 and Zildjian's have begun the undocking sequence. Ahead of the main window, the station's massive bay doors have opened, revealing the starry blackness of space. All right, Flick, you release those docking clamps. We're going in hot. The ship lurches into free space, then rapidly accelerates through the exit. Blue plasma trails curve behind as the ship sharply banks towards the bizarre alien vessel. This has been a fraction of a fraction of the adventure that awaits you in the Starfinder Adventure Path series. Assemble your own team and experience the adventure for yourself in a universe of advanced technology, magic, and limitless possibilities. If you wish to know more, please visit paizo.com starfinder. If you wish to support the creator of this audio recording, please purchase your copy of the game through the affiliate link found at sonicrealmspodcast.com. Game Mastering by Paul Greenleaf. Narration by Marcus Freeman. Code and Wormtongue was played by Nick Redmond. Zelgens was played by Torval Tempestus. Flicker 81 played by Marcus Freeman. Special thanks to the following incredible performances by fans and listeners just like you. Female scientist voiced by Angelica Kennedy. Portly scientist voiced by Paul Greenleaf. Carlin voiced by Terry Kennedy. Awkward scientist voiced by Andrew Watling. Curious scientist voiced by Taylor Briggs. Shocked scientist voiced by Christopher Spry. Station master Jory voiced by Ellis Reed. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. Paizo Incorporated has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Starfinder, Dawn of Flame, and Firestarters. Sonic Realms is not endorsed and is not affiliated with Paizo Incorporated in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the episode is licensed under the Attribution No Derivatives 4.0 International License. If you use any part of this audio recording, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening.